Hi, I'm former Buffalo Bills wide receiver Don Beebe, and you're listening to Nate and the Fellas on Circling the Wagons podcast on the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. Because nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills. Where else would you rather be than right here? Right here. Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times, here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. The Buffalo Bills survived the Miami Dolphins 34-31 in Orchard Park in the wild card round of the playoffs to advance to the divisional round of the playoffs next week. Hello everyone, welcome to this recap episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I am your host Nate, and this episode is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. If you are in the western New York or central New York area, do yourselves a favor, check out the DeLago Resort and Casino. You will not regret it. Uh, We're going to discuss the Bills' win over the the Dolphins, a very, very close win over the Dolphins. That's going to be a fun discussion. We're going to go over our thoughts on the game, some stats of the game, our sweet sassy molassy plays of the game, and uh, and as always, who or what will put on our wall of fame and wall of shame uh, with some help from our followers on Twitter. And we also have uh, a podcast, uh, some podcast giveaways to uh, to announce at the end of the podcast. So uh, stay tuned for that. But first, I'm joined by my co-hosts, John and Mike. Mike's following us uh, closely, but John's here with me right now. And, uh, and fellas, uh, going into this game, I mean, the, the Dolphins were without Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, they were on their third-string quarterback, and the Bills were favored by 13.5 points. And I thought that the Bills were going to win by at least 17 points. And this game was a hell of a lot closer than I thought it would be. And uh, I have a couple of reasons for that, or why I think that might be. But uh, it was it was a heart attack game. I feel like I got a heart attack and a stroke at the same time at certain points during the game. It was crazy. But at the end, we got the victory. Um, John, I'm going to head it over to you first. Um, very fortunate. Uh, Mike and I were actually able to watch the game um, at the stadium. But John, uh, you you always have you always have better coverage when you're actually watching it from home. But John, from your standpoint, from where you're watching the game, and the emotions that you went through, I mean, what were your thoughts on today's win? And uh, do you feel better or worse after that win? Uh, well, I I definitely feel worse because mm-hmm. that almost felt like a loss. Uh, like you said, like the third string quarterback, uh, their first string running back was hurt. The offensive line was banged up. Like all these things. Like I get it as a division rival, and they played them close both games this year. But they, like the Bills just made so many mistakes. Like and and they, and they've been it's a theme for the Bills, right? Like they they're fourteen and three now, but they've made lots of these mistakes and they've gotten away with them. And it's very concerning going forward that like they've had three plus turnovers three straight games now and who are the whoever they play next week cincinnati or jacksonville and then like potentially kansas city or baltimore like this you can't make these mistakes against these better teams so it's very concerning i think yeah yeah it's it's definitely concerning especially because i don't know if 
these mistakes are sustainable to also win when you have these mistakes too. Um, I mean, the Dolphins were the seventh seed, yet like the Bills almost lost to them. I mean, at one point they were losing to them, and all the mistakes added up. I mean, you mentioned everything that you mentioned about you know the backup quarterback, you know the third string quarterback, backup running back, all these things that you mentioned, banged up offensive line. I mean, it was at home too. I mean, it was at home at thirty degree Buffalo. Like that should have been a huge advantage for the Buffalo Bills. Um, and it wasn't, it didn't seem to matter at all. It was just the mistakes that really mattered. I mean, I was watching, you know, one of the few benefits of being in the stadium is you constantly, if you look to the one part of the stadium, you can see like the, the current stats of the, of the game, like as, as each play happens. And one of them is like total yardage. Right. So for the most part, like, oh, the bills are only winning 17 to six. Like, yeah. but then again, they're, you know, they're almost three times the amount of yardage. Like, you know, it's not a one for one yardage to points, obviously, but there's some sort of correlation. The more points, you know, the more yards you have, hopefully the more points you have. But then at one point it's like the bills have twice as many point or yards and they're losing by four points like this doesn't add up and it was what's the difference in in why is that it was just like for what you said the mistakes the turnovers the you know everything happening like that so um it was it was everything combined to that to to lead to that and i think that's exactly what it was it was the turnovers it was the it was the interceptions it was the fumble that led to the touchdown um and then you where there were there were two other fumbles that didn't end up counting or something like that, right? Like there was a a fumble on, by Naeem Himes in the fourth quarter, and it didn't end up. Uh, it ended up being recovered, correct? And then Josh Allen fumbled it again in the fourth quarter, or the third quarter, and luckily the Spencer Brown recovered it. And then Allen had another fumble in the first quarter that was there. At first, thought it was an incomplete pass, even though he's like way past the line of scrimmage and just trying to to run it. So yeah, there were three fumbles that didn't get turnover that could have. On top of everything else. Yeah, so like, I mean, just the mistakes that the Bills did make, plus the mistakes that didn't end up counting. Yeah, I agree. Like, the thing I want, the thing that I take away is, is that, that sort of, those sort of mistakes, if there was one team to have those mistakes against, it is the Miami Dolphins, because they were, uh, they were one of the most banged up teams out of all the teams that the Bills could have played this weekend. Um, and then secondly, is it, is, how they perform today isn't indicative, at least mistakes-wise, of how they perform next week. Like, you had that great stat of three games in a row with three turnovers, right? Like, that's that's a great stat. Like, that's not good. That doesn't mean that next week they'll have three or more. Like, they could have zero. Like, the, it's it's just not, from game to game, it's not necessarily indicative. Whereas, like, the talent level of a team, like, they might be 14-3 talent level. Like, they're always a good team. Like, they're they're well-coached. They're well... But, I mean, it's the playoffs. You're playing against a lot better competition than the Chicago Bears a few weeks ago, you know, or the or the New England Patriots just last week, um, the week before. So, so yeah, I, I I walk away feeling happy that we're in the next round, but it was uh, it was a scary one, man. I And I think a lot of the fans were feeling that, you know, just, whew, there was that there was that rush at the end or that uh, that just feeling of relaxation at the end of it, like oh my gosh, we did it. It's just like whoo, because we did not get to enjoy. I mean, hardly any of that game. It felt maybe the first quarter when they were up what seventeen to six or fourteen nothing or something. It was that was about it though. So John, so um, let's let's start into our stats of the game segment, okay? Stats of the game. done studies you know 60 percent of the time it works every time that doesn't make sense 
So you're telling me there's a chance. Oh, people can come up with statistics to prove anything, Kent. 40% of all people know that. Stats of the game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. Um, I'm going to give you Josh Allen's stats first, and I want you to give me a fire emoji rating for his performance today. Uh, Josh Allen, 23 for 39, 352 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions, and he also had four rushes for 20 yards. Fire emoji rating for Josh Allen out of five. What do you give him? It's a tough one, right? That's a good stat line. Yeah. Might see interceptions. Yeah, two picks. He had a fumble for a loss, two other fumbles. He was not very accurate. Like, he was... That you know, it's kind of funny. Like that, like a lot, a lot of people are ragging on the play calling for all these deep throws, but that's what the Dolphins were giving them, which is crazy because usually teams go the other way. But it was working because the Bills were not connecting on those long throws, um, except for the first quarter. Um, so his accuracy was kind of in question there for a little bit. I get that he was, you know, they were blitzing heavily, and the offensive line gave up seven sacks and everything. Um, I, uh, three, three, I, I gotta get it right down the middle, two and a half. Right, two and a half. That's what I'm gonna do. He he wasn't helped by his receivers. He definitely had some. There was definitely some big drops by Dawson Knox in the end zone. Um, Stephon Diggs almost had that one-handed catch in the end zone. Um, Cole Beasley dropped the one that ended up becoming an interception. Um, and I mean, after, he wasn't helped out a whole. After the Dolphins like came back, he uh, like you like the whole team, including Allen, looked very shaky like they weren't sure what to do and they like like i mean they they got it back you know a little bit after that but he did some good things and he did some bad things so i i think i'm gonna give him right down the middle on it i I think two and a half i think two and a half fire emojis is a is a good rating for that um i was gonna give him i was gonna give him closer to two if i'm being honest and i think it was just because like there were some good throws, but he just looked off today. Like it's sad. It, this is this is kind of what it felt like, at least from my point of view, from watching the game. Is uh, the Dolphins had a lot of drops on their side of the ball too? It felt like, um, and like Skylar Thompson just looked like somewhat accurate, like a little bit more accurate around page on target with his receivers more than Josh did at some points. Like Josh would throw, like what are you throwing that to, guy? Like. You're throwing it like that's a that's an easy like six yard pass for you, you know you're missing it. Well, and, well, uh, like I mean, let's let's look at the. I mean, Thompson was eighteen to forty five, which is quite oh, so he's terrible. quite terrible. So I mean, I, I I know it seemed like there were times where he was making big it seemed throws, like it. <laughs> but overall, it it really wasn't that good. No, okay, all right, I take that. Strike that from the record. It just felt like it from the. It's like. I don't know, maybe that just felt like there were more drops on his side of the ball. But, I mean, Josh, it just, he was not, maybe it's comparison. Maybe because I expected absolutely nothing out of Skylar Thompson, and I expected a lot more out of Josh Allen because there were just times where it was just kind of like, what's going on, Josh? Like that interception to John Brown, like he was throwing it into coverage. Maybe he shouldn't have been attempting or whatever. But, like, I mean, and his receivers, even though they did have some drops, they did have some great catches too, like the Gabe Davis touchdown. Like there were, there were some really good uh, catches and 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 passes. It was just it was inconsistent overall. Inconsistent overall. Yes, thank you. So, but you're right. I mean, it was a he did win them the game because it wasn't the run game that won them the game. So, 
Um, but the defense played a good part. I want to say, wh- whose fault was it? I never th- replays suck in the stadium. Like that's just a given. What what was the reason for that um, fumble uh, for Josh Allen, where it like went back into the end zone? They recovered it for a touchdown. Whose fault was that? I mean, that one was probably just a really good defensive play. Mm-hmm. He just up the gut. That's and... what it. That's what kind of seemed like to me. Okay. I mean the the other ones, especially the ones where he didn't lose the fumbles, those were probably more on him. Um, he he is kind of loosey goosey with the football sometimes, right? Especially the oh. so you're always when he's running so... around that. Yeah, but like that particular time, I I think he just got hit. Like I think the defender just did a really good job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So now the interception. I remember now. Sorry, go ahead. Well, the interceptions. The one was on Cole Beasley. It hit him, and then it like bounced off his hands, right? That's, that's the other one, part, though. Yeah. He threw it to him. He threw it through the the. He threw it too deep, actually, for John Brown or whoever it was, right? Yeah, John Brown and Romo commented, and it was very quick. So, like, it you know, he didn't really explain, but he alluded that maybe Brown might have stopped running and broke off his route, and then was you know, it, like Allen, it wasn't where Allen was expecting him to be potentially. So mm-hmm. that could have been mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I'm not sure. So, yeah, like, so okay. like you got to factor those in, too, right, to the, you know, maybe bump them up back to half a start to where I had them at two and a half. <laughs> <laughs> the, correct, the correct rating is to where John had them at two and a half. Yeah. You know what? You know what? Taking that into account, um, I think one of the reasons why, now that I'm thinking about more and we're talking about it a lot, why I thought Skylar Thompson had, like, a decent decent game in general even though he didn't statistically was that like he didn't have the pressure that josh allen did all day like josh allen was he if he had three seconds to pass it was like an eternity because he was like you said they were blitzing nonstop, and like skylar thompson with like a four-man rush or whatever the the bills were giving him it was just like well he just had he just couldn't do anything with it like he had time like time wasn't necessarily the issue even though they did get to him several times but it wasn't nearly with the amount of uh, of pressure that the uh the buffalo or the dolphins were getting on Josh Allen. Does that make sense? So two and a half fire emojis, I like that one. For all the reasons that you mentioned, especially I mean, dude, do you ever think about every time you watch Josh Allen now about that Greg Cosell clip from like four or five or six weeks ago now where he's just like, it's Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, and then some other guys. <laughs> like the more I think about that, how many times did they roll out John Brown and Cole Beasley in the same set? And I'm like, why, why do we have to, why can't we have Dawson Knox be a bigger part? Why, you know, why can't we have, uh, uh why is it so difficult for a running back to go out of the back, uh, you know, out of the backfield and, and catch a slant? Why is there no screen passes? Why is there, you know, all these other, I just, it just bought, we have so many good pass catching running backs. You know, I don't know why. I, I, I don't know if it, it's gotta be a Dorsey thing, right? It, it, well, it's funny. Well, I don't know if he, yeah, I don't know who decides like who's going to be active that game. Not because you notice McKenzie was inactive. Um, mm-hmm. but it was kind of funny. Cause like the first, like four pass, it was like at some point there was like four targets to Cole Beasley and John Brown. And it equaled like one drop, two interceptions and no catches. <laughs> like it was, you know, with the first, I don't know, however minutes of the game. And I was like, yeah, well, like, all right, you know, and they've had issues with that and that they're bringing the older guys back to try to help. But you do notice that Gabriel Davis had a good game. So, you know, mm-hmm playoff Gabe I guess right like he does only good in the playoffs <laughs> is that the deal <laughs> <laughs> is 
I, I didn't think it was that he only did good. It's just that he mostly does good. <laughs> mostly only does good in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, that was that's a good point, Mike. Mike, we got Mike back on. Mike, Mike was uh, has been a road warrior today. Drove us to and from the game, so he's back with us. Mike, Mike, it's good to talk to you, man. It's great to be here, Nate. John, how are you? We missed you today. Hope, hoping for next week. Yeah, doing awesome. I, I, uh, I missed you guys too. I was thinking about you during the game. All we did was talk about Probably all, all warm. You can go to the bathroom <laughs> whenever you want, whatever food you want at any time. Yeah, you have ten was, guys was, pushing it was, you. It was kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> you have ten guys pushing you behind you as you're trying to take a leak, right? Like that's <laughs> the exhaust system is terrible in there. Smell like someone, you know. Took a dump on the floor. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to talk about that, but anyway, so it was. It was. Uh, let me mark that one down. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we 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 talked about you probably way more than we should have. You're like, man, we miss John. Maybe maybe we'll be able to go next week. So we'll have to we'll have to talk about like the tailgate experience at some point and like the uh, the tickets the ticket purchasing experience because we learned something this past week that you know maybe you guys have all experienced out there they're listening that may want to go to the game or or not or maybe you checked once and just like well there's no sense you know i already know we can't get tickets well you can get tickets we found out a way to get tickets like at a decent price so or like decent for playoff price i guess i should say so um so yeah mike fire emoji rating for josh yellen if you had to give one out of five like just, I know you didn't hear the very end of our conversation, or you heard the very end of it. But if you had to give him out of five, let me read his stats real quick, just so so you're aware of. That's all right, man. It's just so it's so uh, different experiencing the game in the stadium versus TV, right? It's, it's always interesting when you haven't been to a game in a little bit, and it had been a minute for us. Uh, I would say an un-Josh-like performance, like what we were expecting, what we were used to, maybe two. Uh, given the inopportune turnovers. Turnovers. We were just mentioning that there were two fumbles that he had that he didn't even lose. So mm. it could have been it could have been much worse. Much, much worse. Yeah. And didn't didn't have uh whether it was the impromptu or the designed runs, didn't have the, the yardage with his legs that we're used to. Like we were always like, Oh, save him, save him, but now it's the playoffs. Like, oh now I'm more like, uh, oh, go. <laughs> <laughs> Expo- Don't save it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Expose him to those big hits. Come on, yeah. let's do it. <laughs> Everything's on the line now. Yeah, yeah, they did. He tried. I, I, like to pull back a little bit, I would say I'm sure people uh, maybe were expecting more. We were, but single elimination tournament, man, just win and move on. I think you play you play that game a hundred times, you have a hundred different outcomes. Like who knows about next week, right? Um, Maybe they absolutely demolish their opponent. Uh, maybe they win by a point. But had fun. A win's a win in the playoffs. You can never take it for granted, I don't think so. Awesome to still be alive, how I'm looking at it. So John brought up an interesting point earlier where he's like... And let me say one more thing. Okay. I, one more thing. Like, if, we're, we're, if, if we're the the main character, right? Like, this is all whatever. We're the main character in our simulation none of you exist it's just all about me i had an amazing time it came right down to the wire if it's 52 to 0 it's like yeah convincing for next week well i don't know if i'm going to get to go next week i don't like for me being being there or watching it maximum entertainment value right like the highs the lows the valley like i didn't stroke out fortunately <laughs> maybe you know <laughs> like john still i see john here 
Get done's good. Uh, at the end of the day, we won, and it had a lot, like, very dramatic. You win every game 60 nothing. It's not, you know. I had a very different experience. <laughs> I thought you might. <laughs> you you just want, I mean, it's a, get it, it, it just, but. no, like, I get a win's a win, but it, it really felt like, it felt like they were, it was a loss to me. Felt like a loss? Yeah. Because like then we wouldn't be playing cause, anymore. Because now, now I'm like, how are they going to beat Cincinnati or Jacksonville or Kansas City or anybody at this point? Anybody else with the way that they're they're playing with these mistakes? Those teams you mentioned might not even be well. I mentioned City. them all on purpose. Oh, yeah, I'm playing. <laughs> huh. I think to to judge. I, I'm just saying, like, yes, it would be much more like oh, power index like Buffalo, like it would be the crown jewel of the league if they destroyed everybody by 60. But I'm just saying, like, when we were sitting at the stand 17-0, part of my brain is like, oh, well, if they score the next 17, maybe I should have waited the next week for a more dramatic, like, the face-off against Cincinnati will come down at the wire. If this is going to be 50-0, to zero, like, oh, I'm, I'm glad the tailgate, like... I would I week, would take 50-0 to zero every you know. week and be mm-hmm. extremely, Over that one. extremely happy. <laughs> <laughs> I had fun. I had fun. Like, there's something to be said for the drama. If you win, if you don't, that's a completely different story. Well, you you said that like in the Mike was was part of this last Twitter space, and you're like, you know, if you win, like nobody cares. Nobody cares how you wa- how you won in the postseason, the playoffs. If the Bills win the Super Bowl, who cares? Nobody's gonna be like, well, you only won by three points against a third string quarterback. Nobody cares. They're just gonna be like, you won a Super Bowl. Here you go. I Here's agree your trophy. with that. I agree with that. I'm just saying I'm concerned about the next about one or two or three games, depending on you know things. Like I, I'm just concerned. You can't make that. You can't. You cannot make those mistakes. The only team in the NFL that can beat the Buffalo Bills for sure every single time is the Buffalo Bills. Like they, the Bills beat themselves more than any other team could beat them. Every time they've lost this season, it's been because they beat themselves. And even when they've won this season, you could argue that. There's been several times where you're like, well, if you played a better team, you would have probably lost that game. And I think today was that today was I that day. So sustainability is the issue. It's not a matter of fans, though. Don't you think there's a spotlight effect? Like everybody thinks it's like, oh, we always make like that. There's always a focus on themselves, right? Like if we were Chargers fans, mm-hmm. we'd be like, oh, we were up twenty. What was it? Twenty-seven zero. Like we had it. Like oh, we're snake bit. We suck. Like every fan base has this. Well, Chargers need to fire well, their not coach. woe is us, but what? Chargers need to fire their coach, but that's <laughs> a different topic. Spotlight effects, though, that does. But like it's oh, if we were Vikings fans, like oh, we have a great regular season, and then we. <clears throat> But the Vikings didn't you know, have a great regular season. Smoked. They they were they beat the Bills. They were thirteen and four and had a losing point differential. They were an extremely lucky team this season. Good point. But yeah, yeah. If you're if you're a Vikings fan though, to be thirteen three or thirteen and four or whatever, and yeah, end up losing in the first round of the playoffs to the Giants, the nine seven and one Giants. I I I think we were sneak bitten, or at least you know we should have won that round, right? That, that I, but I, I'm just saying is that that's not a surprise. Like I, I picked the Giants to win in a playoff bracket. I picked them on DraftKings to win. Like that's not a surprise. The the Bills to me was maybe it shouldn't have been a surprise. Maybe maybe I should have expected the the mistakes <laughs> like they have been the last few games to happen again. Right? <laughs> I mean, 
But I mean, the, don't get me wrong. Agree. There's a certain level of randomness in all of this. So wouldn't one expect if we're injecting randomness into it, these outcomes are right? You play 100 games. Maybe you're right in, in Bills win by 14, 60 percent of the time. But in some instances, they're going to fumble, throw picks. But but some of are going to some of that can be. I mean. It's the third game in a row where they've had three or more turnovers. Like that's becoming a trend. The regression point. of the mean next week, man. I, yeah, that's what Nate tried to tell me. <laughs> They're ready for eight turnovers next week. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the time to get hot to have no turnovers for the next it's, three games. It's just tough to feel good when you're like, uh, like you know, I'm thinking yeah. about the scariest teams left to play right in the AFC, right? Cincinnati and then Kansas City. Forget the NFC teams for now. Miami, <laughs> like, was at the bottom of the list of all the teams that were left in the playoffs, right? Yeah, but don't you think some of that has to do with the fact that they're in the same the division? There is a rivalry there between the players. I mean, I saw, and I don't know if they showed this on the broadcast, John. Um, like, Mike pointed this out to me. I was just, like, enjoying, like, the win, like, that I didn't stroke out at the end and, like, he was like, "Oh, Dawkins is getting into it with somebody on the on the going into the tunnel." Did they show that on the broadcast at all? Uh, like I there was, I didn't. Well, I might not have been paying attention going into the tunnel, but I remember the the scuffle uh, at one point in the game where like Dawkins had like the Dolphins helmet in his hand. He's just carrying it around and wouldn't give give it back to anybody. Oh, was that what it was? Oh, yeah, that's it was. Funny. It was when they had the offsetting uh, personal foul penalties oh, during that scuffle, okay. like. With Morris and them protecting uh, Allen after mm-hmm. Wilkins, yeah, all that whole thing. What happened there with that? Was it just like a late hit, or, or it wasn't a late hit? It was just what it was just. Well, because Allen threw the pick, right? So like the guy's running it back, and Wilkins took a shot at Allen. You know, as a oh, he quote, did. quote quote block, but that you know it really was uncalled for. So and then Allen pushed him back. Wilkins pushed Allen. Allen pushed him back again. Then Morris is there. Morris pushes Wilkins down, takes him to the ground. And then there's a huge pile and a scuffle. Dawkins comes up with a Miami Dolphins helmet and he's carrying it around and like, <laughs> just, just like... <laughs> that's hilarious. That's hilarious. I, I'm see, just happy nobody got ejected. <laughs> I know. I, I thought they were going to eject players when I first saw that because they were, you know, pointing out numbers of players or something. In the stadium, you're just like all of a sudden you just see a mound of humans, and of course they don't show the replay of how a scuffle started or what for whatever reason. I don't know why. Uh, so I was curious. I'm glad. See, this is why we have this. John, you're not allowed to go to the game next week, even if we do get tickets, because you need to be our eye in the sky to actually settle what the hell happened with well, some of well, these Well, plus things. we won this week, right? So we got to keep it the same. Yeah. <laughs> you just want to save $250. That's all you yeah, want to do. I'll just, I'll, just throw, I'll, I'll just throw some snacks in the oven, you know, uh, put a <laughs> – you know, put a blanket on and, you know, <laughs> turn on the TV. <laughs> <laughs> Not have to drive or park or anything, no. Oh, man, it was, it was a fun experience, so we'll have to talk about that a little bit later. Um, let's – I don't – I'll do stats real quick. I'll finish the rest of the stats. Um, let's see. Uh, I mentioned Josh Allen stats. Devin Singletary was leading rusher, 12 carries for 48 yards. And then James Cook, James Captain Cook, 12 carries for 39 yards and one touchdown. He had that one long 39-yard uh, touchdown run right in front of us in the end zone, which was really cool. Stephon Diggs was the leading receiver for the Buffalo Bills, seven receptions on nine targets for 114 yards. 
Gabe Davis, the second leading receiver, six receptions on nine targets for 113 yards and one touchdown. Khalil Shakir is the third leading receiver, three receptions on five targets for 51 yards. Almost had that other pass where he dropped it at the last second. A lot of drops today. Cole Beasley, two receptions for on five targets for 35 yards and one touchdown. Dawson, the jugger, knocks three receptions on on five targets for 20 yards and one touchdown. And then a bunch of other guys. So you had Skylar Thompson on the Miami Dolphins side of the ball. Skylar Thompson, 18 uh, for 45, 220 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Um, leading rusher, the Bills did a great job on defense um, in general, but definitely against the run game. Jeff Wilson had 10 carries for 23 yards, so 2.3 yards per carry. I can do that math in my head. Uh, one touchdown. And then it was just like no one, no one really besides that. Um, receiving the ball, though, Tyreek Hill was leading receiver. Seven receptions on 15 targets for 69 yards. I know Tredavious Whitehead was in on a couple of those, had some great pass breakups. Um, Selvan Ahmed was the next leading receiver, the running back. Uh, three receptions for five targets for 45 yards. And then Jalen Waddell, three receptions on seven targets for 44 yards. Mike Jacecki had that touchdown. Um, the Bills out, uh, Bills had more, uh, total yardage than the Miami Dolphins, 423 yards of total offense to 231 yards of total offense. So almost 200 total yards of offense more than the Miami Dolphins. So when you look at that and then you see that they just won by three points, you're like, how is that possible? Right? Like, I think there's sort of a correlation in our heads, like, subconsciously like man if you just you know <laughs> like the eat you should have twice as many points almost so uh i was kind of surprised at that to be honest kind of surprised at that especially because the bills didn't have a lot more penalties if anything they had more penalty or less penalties than the uh than the dolphins did on the day john mentioned the sacks the bills josh allen was sacked seven times um skylar thompson was sacked four times dolphins had a had a lot more return yardage for than the Buffalo Bills, but like there was that one play that was almost broke uh, on that punt return, and then uh, Sam Martin kind of stopped him, and so that Quinn Morris could uh, tackle him at the end. Jeez, I forget exactly which quarter that is. My notes are kind of askew because of us us being at the game, but uh, yeah, those were stats of the game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. Uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we get back, we'll go into our sweet sassy molassy plays of the game. And uh, who we're going to put on our wall of fame and wall of shame with uh, with some giveaways. So stick around. All right, welcome back to Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. This is our recap show, and I'm your host Nate. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm with my co-hosts John and Mike, and let's go into our sweet sassy molassy plays of the game. Sweet sassy molassy, get out the checkbook and pay Grandma for the rubdown. Uh, John. Let's start with you. What did you have as your sweet sassy molassy play of the game in this win? In this playoff win, which we haven't said yet this year. This was a, a tough one for me. Uh, so I'm going to go with the one that maybe actually stand up out of my chair and like say, holy crap, <laughs> what a hit mm-hmm. was the Edmonds hit on uh, Ahmed. Um, I think it was, it was just a great play. It, um, he was lucky that the he was positioned in such a way that it wasn't an illegal hit, but it was legal and it was good, and uh, I loved every moment of it. 
When was the last? I mean, I feel like we haven't had that in, in several weeks. It's just like a just Tremaine Edmonds isn't usually that guy to make that hit. You know what I mean? Like he's a good player. I think we all agree that he's a really good linebacker, but he's just not that kind of like just smack you in the face sort of like. Um, what was a hit hurt round the world for, like in 1964? I, I kind of got like a little bit of every time I see a hit like that. Um, like I think happened one other time this season. Maybe it was a Matt Milano hit or something, or maybe a Taron Johnson hit or something. Well, Milano had just, a couple of good ones on Mike White, if you remember that game. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. And it was just and, like Ed, man. Edmonds had another another one a drive or two later on a, a receiver where like. Um, I don't know if the, the quarterback didn't look him off right or, or something, but, like, Edmonds read it like a book and, and basically did the same thing. Um, but, yeah, I like that reference that you made. Uh, there was a Mike Stratton on Keith Lincoln. Um, I think it knocked Lincoln out of the game and the Bills won. That was an AFL championship. Yeah, AFL championship, right? Like 1964 or 63, I can't remember which one. 64, I want to say. That sounds right. That's it. It's important. No one cares. No one's going to fact check this. <laughs> uh, and I think I remember him like he broke like three ribs in the guy's like chest when he hit him like that. Like that's why it was a big deal. Yeah. But and later was... in Lincoln's career, I think he actually played for Buffalo too. Oh, did he? Nice, nice. Everything comes full circle. So yeah, Tremaine Edmonds. I love that hit, John. That was a really good one. Uh, Mike, do you have a sweet sassy molassy play of the game, or do you want to skip this uh, segment? You have one, Nate. Yes. So I was I I got one when we were I was talking with John earlier that 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 Dawson Knox one-handed touchdown in the first quarter. Um, it was like right in front of us, so we didn't get to see it until it was on instant replay. But like everyone cheered, so you're like, he scored a touchdown, and you didn't get you didn't really know for sure. But like it was the one-handed grab. I mean, that was just if if it wasn't that, it was going to be the Gabriel Davis touchdown where, like, he just barely toe-tapped in towards the end of the game. I think it was in the third or fourth quarter to go up again. Um, I love John's. So was, love... was that the last Buffalo touchdown? Whatever the last Buffalo t- touchdown is, I, you know me, recency bias. Yeah, that's all you care Nothing about. Nothing matters till the end. <laughs> Let's see, fourth quarter. Oh, Jeff, Jeff Wilson had the last touchdown for the – okay, and the last touchdown in the third quarter was Josh Allen. Yep, the Gabriel Davis touchdown. Their 23-yard pass from Josh Allen to Gabriel Davis with 2.12 left in the third quarter. That was the one. Wow. A lot of times. I know. I thought there was another. I'm looking at the things, though. There was only one touchdown yeah, but... scored in the fourth. Hmm. Bills were up 34-30 to 30 after. I'm sorry, 34-24 after that touchdown. And then they hung on. That's and then they just. <laughs> yeah. And they didn't do much after that. I liked that one. I liked the one I mentioned. I liked the Tremaine Edmonds ones. Those were all really great plays. Um, John, do you have a Gettysburg of the game in this one? Four score and seven years ago. Sure does. <laughs> Which one? Bills were down 24 to 20. About mid-third quarter. Kyrie Elam, interception, third and 19. That sets up the go-ahead touchdown, uh, Allen to Beasley, to go up 27-24. So I got to go with that Elam play. Uh, Bills took back over the game at that point after that drive and never looked back, but not without some heart attacks along the way. <laughs> I like that one a lot, John. That, it, it, that's got to be the definition of a, of a Gettysburg, right? That was the turning point in the game. That is literally the point in which the Bills went from losing to winning. 
and and like Alan, like and, and the team, like at that point, like that they kind of looked, they looked shaken, like they really looked like they were shaken. And then I think that play helped get the the you know they got the crowd back into it. I think it got the offense back into it a little bit. I, I think that helped a lot. Not me and Nate, man. We were into it the whole time. I didn't. I didn't hear you guys. I don't know. You got. I don't think you're loud enough. That hundred level, man. You do not sit down the entire game. I wanted to sit down so badly. <laughs> so oh funny. my gosh, my knees are locking. <laughs> I have arthritis now. I just. I literally just got it today. You had none, <laughs> none until today. No traces. No traces whatsoever of arthritis. Healthy as a mule. Now you have the knees of an eighty-five-year-old. <laughs> Plumber. <laughs> or someone whoever stands on their feet all day. Uh, yes, a plumber. Yes. Whoever else. <laughs> yes. Um yeah, that's a good one. I can't think of another one. Kair Yulam had a great day today. Um in that respect, yeah, gotta give a, gotta give him credit there for sure. Uh <clears throat> I doubt Mike or I I don't have a better Gettysburg of the game. That one's that one's absolutely perfect. I remember talking to Mike several times and be like, Oh, was that the Gettysburg of the game? Like nerds like the nerds that I, that at least i am mike didn't say it the nerd that i am and then like didn't write it down or anything so completely forgot whatever it was so i think john the one that you mentioned i think i, I think we had said at one you point you were overstimulated today i will say that yeah sorry <laughs> it's just everything everything at once i couldn't shut up it was like ah, you see that that is overstimulated. No, no, no. i just mean it's hard to re- like it's hard to remember oh yeah it, i mean sitting at home like you're watching this sh- um there's just so much going on around you. Mm-hmm. You're over. Not. I didn't mean like you were doing anything. I just mean you as like the universal you. Like you're being overstimulated. You know. Mm-hmm. Yes. 100 decibels. Oh, I have a question for you. When they put the decibels up on the screen, right? That's all just fake. <laughs> Is that like all, those numbers are all pre? Like, oh, the decibels are getting 82. They're all oh, they're climbing to 87, and like everyone's going crazy louder and louder. Like, oh, 94. Uh, like, oh, it's 102. Is it like, is that all just pre-programmed? It's not like they really have a decibel meter, right? No. And then they're and then they're putting it on the board. I thought about that too. Maybe I'm maybe I'm a cynic. I think you're cynic with reasonable cause. I don't think that they've ever measured it like real time, you know, like of that. Yeah. No, no. Cause it, just it looks if I, cause they did it like, you know, let's say they did a half a dozen times, right? Like I looked it's at the numbers. The I'm same, like, it's the like same point. numbers. <laughs> 87.04 to 88.99. And like, yeah, yeah, it's the same exact numbers over and over again, incrementally higher and higher. Everyone's just lying to all the time. <laughs> uh, let's see. All right, so those were Gettysburg plays of the game. Sweet Sassy Molasky plays of the game. Who do you put on your wall of fame? Wall. I'll start with uh, <clears throat> John. Who do you have on your wall of fame? <laughs> Going to carry us this episode per Per huge. Um, this is another tough one. Um, I thought Boogie Basham had a good game. Um, Edmonds made some plays, but I, I think I just, you know, the Davis and Diggs. Um, but I think I want to just give it to the defense overall and Leslie Frazier also. Um, Miami, they held Miami at 231 total yards. Um, only 3.3 yards per play. Uh, four of 16 on third down. 
uh, only 42 yards rushing. And, you know, that's been a, a Bill's Achilles heel is that the uh, defending against run 2.1 yards per carry. Um, I thought the defense did a good job. I mean, like some of those points, like the fumble return for a touchdown, you can't count that against the defense, you know, things like that. Um, they had the, um, the defense was put in some bad positions today um, from both special teams and the offense, and I, I thought they had a good game overall. John, with the caveat, like we uh, – again, it's so different when you're there. You just lose track of everything. Like, and you brought up the good point of, like, you can't put the points on the defense. But, I mean, third-string quarterback <laughs> and so many injuries. Couldn't the defense have done, do you think, more – like the third downs, I guess, were pretty good. Um I just felt like I was surprised Miami put so many points on the board. Yeah, it, it, it truly was the position that they were put in. Like Thompson had was 18 of 45, like 40% completion rate, 220 yards. The it two touch two uh, one touchdown only and two interceptions. Jeff Wilson, their leading rusher, 10 carries, 23 yards, 2.3 average. Their next leading rusher was Jalen Waddle. He had one rush for eight yards. Like so, they didn't have any running game. Uh, Jalen Waddle three catches, forty four yards. Tyree Kill seven for sixty nine. Neither one had a touchdown. Uh, like they were holding them. They just were put in bad positions. Yeah, the fourth down efficiency. The the Dolphins were one of two. The Bills were zero of one. So I was looking at because you mentioned third down efficiency. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I like the Bills defenses. That it's not their fault that you know. The Bills gave up 31 points. Like you mentioned, seven points of that was exactly related to, you know, the the, the fumble return for a touchdown. And and uh, a couple of those other touchdowns were were off turnovers as well that just didn't go the whole way. What about that um, that return, that punt return I mentioned earlier where Sam Martin just saved a touchdown at the very end, like at the 20-yard line? You know, like the, it's not the I, – I was looking for a stat uh, that had like the average drive start position because I can guarantee the Bills started further back than the Dolphins did on a lot of those like average drive start positions, so uh, I could not find that. But uh, oh, I had I have a quick. I know we're not on this segment anymore, but Gettysburg of the game for me was when Naheem Himes uh, fumbled that kickoff, or either that or one of the Josh Allen fumbles that was recovered. But like Naheem Himes, like towards the end of the game, where he like you know muffed that punt. And then someone else recovered it for him. Like that could have easily gone the other way for the Dolphins, and in the Bills' own territory, that probably would have, you know, drove in, got us to overtime, or maybe even lost the game. So, somewhat of a Gettysburg, I guess, of a play that never actually happened, but you know, could have been worse. Um, yeah, that was I'm like gonna three, give that was like three segments ago. <laughs> no, nothing I know. About, I'm still on. No, nothing on the defense. Like, like I, I thought Frazier did a real good job. Um, confusing Thompson like that he was still able to rush four at times but but like with a blitzer he would like blitz Edmonds but like drop somebody else back so he still only had four rushers but he Thompson didn't necessarily know where the rush was coming from and they got more a lot more quarterback hurries that way and I, I thought that was good so from my standpoint I know I keep harping that we were at the game it looked like he had more time than Josh Allen tonight is that is that accurate John because like you just mentioned, the defense looking good. I didn't think the defense got great pressure. I thought they had okay pressure, considering it was a third stringer. But like, they, no, I they, wasn't they, impressed. I wasn't impressed with the pressure. There were, were definitely you? times where Thompson had a lot more time, for sure. Okay, yeah. it felt like Josh Allen had no time today. Maybe it's just in comparison, at least. Well, the, the Dolphins bliss like a lot. 
Okay. Also. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, the book's out. That's how you get to, get to Josh Allen. Um, but like that, that it's beat. Like he, he should be able to beat that, right? And he did in the first quarter, but it didn't carry over the rest of the game on those long passes, mm-hmm. either because of drops or because of inaccuracy. I think it was, it was a combination of the two. Combination. Yep. Yeah, you're right. The receivers didn't help him. I'm going to give the Wall of Fame to Tremaine Edmonds. I mean, I just. I mean, he was just, he was a force today. And it's not only the big hit that you mentioned earlier, John, but there's a pass breakup late in the game. It was like on a third down late where he like tipped the ball at the very end, or at least got in the way of the ball so that the receiver couldn't look it into his hands. Um, I thought he had a great game today and deserves, deserves the credit for having that great game. So I'm going to put him on my wall of fame. Uh, Mike, do you have anyone you want to put on your wall of fame? Nope. All right, let's go into wall. of. And he's only 24 years old. (laughs) <laughs> did they mention that a few times in the broadcast tony no but tony I, I wanted to bring it up again oh he's only 24 okay <laughs> <laughs> um let's go into wall of shame now shame 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 john who do you put on your wall of shame in the win as he looks over his notes um this was another tough one. They're, like all these are tough. Like I'm, I'm going to give it to the second quarter if, if I can do that. Um, between drops, uh, special teams mistakes, and other miscues, Bills giving up 17 points um, hurt. Right, like they're they're trying to compensate for that the whole rest of the game after that, um, and trying to get right after that. I I think that second quarter hurt a lot, especially the end of that first half. Um where they had a minute and a half left, and you're like, they're going to drive down the field. And they started to, and then he throws the interception, and then that brings them all the way back. And I think they scored, I think the Dolphins scored a field goal on that or something. And then the Bills had to drive with like 30 seconds left just to get that field goal, just to go up 20 to 17. So they had to hustle just to just to kick that field goal, just so it wasn't a complete loss. Yep. Uh, good call. Second quarter, specifically. I'm going to give it to... Uh, just mistakes and miscues. I mean, we mentioned so many today uh, ad nauseum, so I won't go into all of them, but she's just just a lot, and you can't – I mean, it's going to cost you. The division round or the AFC Championship game or the Super Bowl, man, that's going to cost you. You will not win that game unless the other team – the other teams are so good, you just – I mean, you saw with the Dolphins, they're seventh seed. They were seventh seed with a third-string quarterback, and you almost lost to them with that many penalties you can, or that many uh, mistakes. You cannot do that and have that many mistakes again if, with a better team um, unless they have the same amount as you, hopefully. Uh, but that's that's just not going unli- to – it's just unlikely to happen. I mean, good teams – I think they've been able to mask that those mistakes a lot. And I've said this from the beginning since before the playoffs started, that the if the Bills lose, it's going to because – it's going to because – it's going to be because of a day like today where they make they kill themselves. They just shoot themselves in the foot over and over again, which um, could very well be. <clears throat> um, we'll see. Hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully we're talking Super Bowl winning. We don't even have to worry about that. Uh, Mike, who do you put on your wall of shame in today's win? Just turnovers, Nate. I mean, sloppy football. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, good call. Good call. I want to also give uh, an honorable mention in the wall of shame to officiating. Is particularly with like the the fact that the game almost went till five o'clock is is asinine. I have no idea why that was specifically, just because it felt like. But also like the 
the timeouts being called, it's it was as if like the referees never knew when the timeouts were being called. And it was one thing to like like I I think at least three or four timeouts, they let the entire play play out before you realize that there was a timeout called. Like that's just it happens maybe once. I think maybe once every few games you'll see that. I don't even know if that maybe once a season. And then we saw four today. Like that was just the officiating was subpar. I mean, luckily they for the most part they didn't have any terrible calls. It didn't seem at least any egregious calls against the Bills. Luckily, but um, that was just I'm frustrating pre- to be a part of. I'm pretty sure the uh, Dolphins had a delay of game like every single offensive play that wasn't called. And then when they did call it, it screwed the Bills because it was like fourth and one. And it was like, oh, now we'll call it after you ran the play and the Bills stopped them. And the uh. Bills stopped you in the backfield for the. <laughs> yeah. They had to do two fourth downs. You had to stop them. Right. So. <laughs> I did notice that. There was a one time I actually did notice that it was a delay of game because I wasn't really paying attention to the play clock. And I was just like, they're not going to get it off. They're not going to get It's a delay of game. It's a delay of game. And they're called to play anyway. Like, well, they should have called it. Oh, it's okay. They stopped him. It doesn't matter. Finally, you know, the one time that they don't, you know, that I want them to call it, they don't, the Bills stop. I'm like, no, they actually did. <laughs> they actually did flag him for that one. So go figure. Uh, let's do some giveaways. Let's do some giveaways. Um, so... <clears throat> I mentioned last week, um, if you're listening to the pod, if you've ever left us a five-star review, or if you do within this last week, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, uh, which you can create your own iTunes account, even from a PC for, uh, you could do that. Then I will put you in a drawing for our uh, Public site um, at tpublic.com. Um, actually, there's a link in the show notes to this uh, to this episode where you can check out our Public site. There's Everything at our store is 35% off, so $14 t-shirts. Um, and we're going to give away three shirts today to listeners. So three listeners, um, I'm going to read your name, and you just have to either email me, uh, ctwpod at gmail.com, or DM us over uh, Twitter or uh, Instagram or Facebook, and uh, let us know that you won, and uh, we'll get those uh, shipped out to you. So the three winners are Denson Dan... That's Denson Dan, D-E-N-S-O-N Dan, UFC Grad 02, UFC Grad 02, and Josh Herrera, or I'm sorry, Jose Herrera, sorry, Jose Herrera, Jose Herrera. You three guys, uh, just shoot me an email or whatever. Let me know that you heard the podcast and you won, and I'll uh, get that sent over to you. Uh, again, like I said, that Public, our Public site, the link is in the show notes, um, 35% off. So check out, check out... Uh, Something on there if you'd like. If you'd like. It's a big week. Lots of lots of cool stuff going on for the Buffalo Bills. So, um, oh oh yeah, real quick giveaway too. We have a Water Buffalo Club uh, hat giveaway, which I'll show Mike and John this cool Water Buffalo Club hat that uh, Teresa sent us from over there. It's it's amazing. What do you guys think of this? Can you see this? Can you see this now? This hat. I put it on, but I'm wearing a hat right now, and my over. I can't put it over my headphones, but you can see what it would look like, right? It looks kind of like the uh, the Water Buffalo Club from the Flintstones. I think that was the, but it's like, it's blue. It's got the buffalo, the the red bison on the front, and it's got the horns on the sides. Puffy. It's really cool. Like it's it. cool. So I saw a bunch of people with them. I, you know, you know, I I always knew that they existed, but I never really noticed them until um, we did this giveaway with her. So definitely check it out on Twitter. Um, I want you guys to get in there for a giveaway and hopefully win it. Um, 
But yeah, thanks to Teresa for doing that. It goes to a good cause. It helps out the bison at the Buffalo Zoo, and it helps uh, people, uh, refugees and stuff like that. For It's a good charity cause. It's a good charitable cause. And plus, you get to be part of a cool club. Who doesn't like to be part of a cool club and exclude other people from things? Like, it's always fun. It's my favorite thing to do. So, uh, is there... Jeez. Uh, I feel like we Humans, cover... man. Human... <laughs> Tribal. Tribalism. Ugh. Um... God, we, we covered a lot in this episode. Um, Mike, any any cool uh, tailgating stories or something? I mean, we covered um, some of these already on the Twitter space. Um, it was cool to have you on, by the way. It's normally I do them solo. It's tough to get to get like invite co-hosts and like it, we tried it before with without luck. But it was cool to have you on. We we talked about John. We talked about the 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 grandfather grandson uh, in front of us duo with the grandson was like we figured probably like nine years old or something like that and like both of them took their shirts off in like the third quarter when it started to get cold and like they went for like a whole quarter like that and it's like ooh, like i thought it was just going to be like to see if you could get on tv for a couple of commercials but uh they stayed give a lot of credit to them those are bills fans started young um i'm trying to think of what else the people next to us the guys next to us were friends with uh shaq lawson and the one, the one guy's little cousin was uh, Baker number fifty-five on the Dolphins, so that was cool to talk to him about. Um, just people around us were pretty cool. People we tailgated right next to were from Canada; they were cool. Uh, we went to the Hammer Lot, so we went through Pinto Ron's area. Uh, I mean, we pretty much mentioned everything. Mike, did we miss anything in, that we didn't talk about in the Twitter space? I don't think so. There's a lot going on. Great atmosphere. We started heading towards the gates at 1225, and that wasn't early enough. That's something we found out the hard way. You have mm. to be a lot earlier during – I mean, I used to think like 1240 was like too late then, but I mean we and found it felt, it. it felt like the bottleneck at a lot of times. You could get right through security with anything. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it seems like the electronic tickets where um, you cannot take a screenshot of your ticket, right? The new technology, it's the barcode is constantly changing to combat uh, like fraud with the ticket resale market. So it just seemed like a, a big bottleneck getting in the gate was people trying to pull up their tickets and have them scan. Um, so yeah, you want if you want to see the bills come out, national anthem, like we missed a ton of stuff. Uh, so I do think it's, it, if you really want to make it an experience that, f if you want to like set up tables and grill and cook, like it, Four like the, the lots open four hours before. It's just not a ton of time if you want to do the whole thing yourself and go around to different spots and see see things and then get to your seat by one. It's tough. Yeah, because we got there what eight was it eight o'clock or was it eight fifteen or eight thirty? Probably a little after. Yeah, eight fifteen, eight thirty. Eight fifteen, eight thirty, and then we literally we set everything up like you had this awesome like setup for like like all the food was prepped like the night before and the grill. So we were literally just like heating up the home fries and like on your little propane grill on a table. And like, it was just a great setup. And we spent like the first hour and a half, two hours, just, you know, hanging out, talking, catching up. And then we, we had everything packed up by 1030 and we went right over to the hammer lot, which was like the closest public lot or private lot next to us or whatever. And then we walked the entire stadium loop. So we went from there to the stadium lots to like the other private lots to the, other private lots to other stadium lots and we went all the way around and we got back to your car by like twelve fifteen, and we were right near the field house so like we weren't far away from the stadium whatsoever where we parked um 
and still like i mean we it felt like we didn't stop i mean i was checking my watch we had ten thousand steps before we walked in the gates you know like that's crazy like you know to do at one o'clock in the afternoon at least for me (laughs) so it was Mm -hmm. it was it was a cool experience like it goes by quick is mike's point like if you want to experience everything now if you just want to go through like the hammer lot like you probably do that like you know get there at like 10 30 and still you know do whatever one thing we found out today which you had mentioned i think as we were walking in like if you have a clear bag like one of the ones from the buffalo bills or the nfl or whatever like you can bring in whatever you want like food wise as long as it's a clear bag like we saw a guy bring it bring in a debella sub or whatever like i was like you can bring in a whole sub he's like yeah he's like i also brought some uh pistachios you want some <laughs> it was super mm-hmm. cool to see that i did not expect that whatsoever because you said you said the bottleneck was not security at all like that took two seconds it was scanning the tickets that took forever like one person doing it for like you know hundreds of people so yeah i think we covered it pretty good on the on the twitter space so and we'll say too like in previous years when we've gone john you would remember when we had season tickets like people would be trying to scam you constantly like oh buy some beads for this charity You'd be like, oh, what charity? You're like, oh, it's for a cheerleading team. <laughs> Something uh, you definitely couldn't it, fact check. <laughs> it was for Cousin Mabel's, uh, you know, cross-country ski team. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> Where nobody asked us for, well, a couple, like, people were walking around selling um, uh, T-shirts and stuff, right? Like, hat, like just but but nowhere near the the number of people like asking you for stuff um i don't know if that's the cold weather or function like we it's been a while but or it could be you know what it was different you know what it was too is that we we parked in somebody's yard and when well, we walked we experienced everything true true we did I walk through say. just yeah like we every walked single lot everywhere i don't know if there was a lot that we didn't walk through maybe the ecc lots were the only ones we didn't walk through yeah but yeah we went we we went and saw everything we got some cool pictures I shared some of them on Twitter. I'll have to share some on Instagram too. But yeah, cool. I think we, I think we, uh, we pretty much. I mean, it stinks that you know, as as of the time we're recording this, we don't know who's going to win the Baltimore Ravens game. I'm sorry, Baltimore Ravens, the Bengals Ravens game. Uh, but it looks like the Dude, just drop it in here. Let's just record. The... Can't wait to talk to you next week when the Bills face the, and then we'll just we'll both. We'll all just say uh, both teams. They're going to play the Bengals next week. The Jaguars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bengals. The, <laughs> the Bills are definitely going to play the Bengals. <laughs> I like that. In fact, I have the perfect score prediction. <laughs> and then uh-huh. edit that in later. Yeah. Um, yeah, we can't even do odds right now because the game's not over. But, yeah. This is good. I mean, I hopefully we can get tickets next week. Oh yeah, let's talk about that. Was the last thing I wanted to talk about. Okay, we don't um, even know the which tickets. day they're playing next week, right? Like it could be Saturday, it could be Sunday. What time? We don't care, man. We're going. <laughs> well, I'm not 100 percent sure about that. <laughs> Mike's like, that's oh, not what you told John, me in the car. John might John might feel differently. Name might feel differently. But I would say, like, as you get like we last had season tickets like in college, and like you have a little more time. And it's just, it's tough to get, like, maybe if you live in Buffalo, it's easier. Or, um, I mean, some people come from Albany every every home, you know, wherever. Um, but it just gets harder the more responsibility you get. And to me, it's like, 
the value you get out of like the money wise or the commitment, like there's a certain intensity level of intensity to the playoffs that, and this is the first home playoff game I've been to. Uh, it's worth it to, to pay a little more to get the experience. Like I would rather go to a home playoff game rather than like an early season game. Like uh, I get it costs a little more, the more you have to put up with the weather and stuff, but you, you have to be told that you get, yeah, you got to be more efficient with your time, I guess is what I'm trying to say sometimes. And uh, going to one, two, th- hopefully three home playoff games for me would be the equivalent of like having season tickets, I guess, the enjoyment that I'm like getting out of it, hopefully. Does that make sense? Is that? Did you feel that today, like going, like with that, with that enjoyment? You must have, or else you wouldn't have said that. I just think it's so much more intense. The stakes are, I mean, they're, they're, Provided they're the highest. You win. Provided you win. They're the highest that they can you be, lose. though. You lose. Oh, it's gonna, it would be so terrible. The whole thing I'm thinking of, and I'm sure people at home were, you don't have to be at the game for it, but, like, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, if they lose this game when they're down 24-20, like, 13-3, and who gives a crap what their record is during the season? You could have the best record in the NFL. Like, who cares if you lose in the wild card round of the playoffs, right? Like, the stakes are the absolute highest. And, and the atmosphere is there. And, and, and I think I, I agree with Mike. You know that, and this is the first playoff game I've ever been to. Mike, you went to the Jacksonville one in Jacksonville, um, so this was the first one you've seen them actually win. Like, you know, this is the first yeah. one I've been to, and they've won. Coincidence? Probably not. But I, uh, I was thinking, like, one thing that we didn't mention earlier that I wanted to was how we got the tickets for the thing, and we, and this is something. So we talked about ticket prices last week on the show. I think when we knew that the Bills were going to the playoffs and we knew where it was going to be. Um, they were releasing tickets throughout the entire week on the Buffalo Bills uh, on Ticketmaster and Buffalo Bills app or whatever. And like, I thought we were just keeping that amongst. Oh us. yeah, okay, that all was, right. That was locked down. Okay, all right, that cool. That was in the vault. <laughs> we were like, maybe we'll tell John. <laughs> we won't help anyway. Yeah, let's. John's the only. Okay, you're right. All right, let's cut this. Let's cut this pod short. Um, thank you guys all for <laughs> listening. Are there any final thoughts that you guys have? I tickets. I just we were surprised that the Bills. Like if they know that, I don't know the reason why. If if maybe they get tickets all at once, so they don't want to release them all at once. But like we were surprised that they continued to release uh, tickets throughout the week. But then also, obviously, um, if you're in a position where you can go and not be a desperate buyer, like it's an exploding asset. If one o'clock comes and goes, and there are still sellers, that asset expires worthless. So certainly the leverage in the transaction shifts to the buyer the closer you get to kick off, right? Like we got our tickets in advance, but next, like it'd be very comfortable waiting till te- like if you if you're going and like hey we just want to get in the gate, you know? Yeah. And you're not you have a little bit of uh, zen about it. Mm-hmm. The prices will come down to you. Some of my favorite assets are exploding. So like. That's 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 a good one. That's a good one, especially if you're on the buying end of that. <laughs> Not so Is much on the selling. No, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I tried to make it work. It didn't really work. So <laughs> I like that. That was absolutely because we were we had our tickets on Friday. We bought them, and they were face value, which is good. Like you know, playoff face value. So I'm sure they mark the bills mark up their each seat that's you know that they can. But like, mm-hmm. it was the same price. We were you know what like goal line seventeen rows up which were great seats and 
you know, they were going for the same price as like the highest seats possible on the corner of the stadium, you know, like, like that's the difference that you get from getting them from the Buffalo Bills themselves as opposed to a resale ticket, right? For the same price. Mm-hmm. So for just, sure. just keep that in mind. That's huge. And keep checking throughout, like keep refreshing, like it changes from hour to hour. Um, or like, like we found out cause, cause you know, you, um, you knew people that were also there, Mike, that were potentially going to go to the game, and we fought, they were selling them for like one, one ten or something like that before the game, right? Like on the, on the app, I want to say, or one twenty or something like that. I think it went quite a bit lower beforehand. Oh, you found but eighty dollars or something. Yeah, if you're going, uh, I would say just to a quick, like I think the enjoyment level varied to a large degree just by people that knew what they were doing versus not. Like, do a Google search or just listen, like. Hand warmers are your friends, right? Like that's huge. Um, and then we th- the cardboard to stand on. Cardboard, yep, makes a difference. Um, dressing layers, but huge. Dif- sure. Like people next to you are like, like um, shivering uncontrollably. Hard to like imagine them enjoying themselves, no. and having fun, right? No. Um, and other people are totally fine. And the difference might be like, hey, they are wearing one extra layer and threw a couple hand warmers in their boots and mm-hmm. mittens. Yeah, it doesn't take much at all. Good point, Mike. I think yeah, the cardboard was huge. I didn't realize how much how important it was to like stand on something that wasn't that cold, like concrete. Until someone poured their entire beer on my <laughs> they literally mm-hmm. like dropped like a sixteen ounce of Labat blue light the entire thing like on our in, in front of us and I didn't know it till Christina said something I'm like geez what the heck is going on <laughs> like it's and I'm just watching the entire thing just drip 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 right behind me like oh that's <laughs> glad I got nothing on the ground oh yeah you do that this cardboard thing that you know it's just sucking in all the cold uh, <laughs> taking all the heat away from my feet so anyway yeah no the cardboard was a good idea I'm glad you researched that yeah reddit is like Mike was sending me a lot of reddit threads like reddit has some really good information on that we should share that too I should like post it on twitter for people like looking to yeah scroll I'm like they can find it on reddit themselves you found it <laughs> uh, anyways any final thoughts on this one I know it was like it wasn't an ideal game because the bills were favored by 13 and a half so 13 and a half points and you would love it if they could just win by you know uh 33 and a half but um a wins a win i disagree completely man if we if if you're the main character what's the ideal screenplay for today it's 60 to zero we'd be bored out of our minds you'd be like oh let's go check out the the bill store halfway through the second quarter you know i was on the edge of my seat till the last when did they when was the first kneel down under two minutes like mm-hmm. From in the final analysis, it was amazing. Provided they win, move on, and hopefully improve next. Like as long as they win the Super Bowl, I do not care at all. Mm-hmm. If anything, like you said, it makes it better. It's a lot more interesting. Definitely. Then it's like a destiny. They they win each game by the absolute skin of their teeth, right? And like, oh, that's the the drama. It's a Hollywood movie. Yeah. John, go ahead, John. <laughs> I definitely would not have been bored if it was sixty to zero. Uh, that's nice. I like it. I like the spectrum we got here on the podcast. This podcast that was not canceled, luckily, this past week. So, thank you guys. All is there any final episode or final uh, final episodes? Is this a final? Is there any final thoughts on the uh, on the thing? I think we pretty much covered anything. Is there anything that you guys wanted to wrap up before we sign off? 
I don't think so. I, I I'm sure I'll I'll feel differently in a few days uh, about next week, I, depending on who they play. But like probably Cincinnati. I don't know. I don't know. Ravens are driving. I don't know. We'll see. But um, right now I, I'm just a little concerned, and it, I, it, everything feels a little bit off from where where it should be. Maybe you just need so to many, like every. I just think every team in the NFL will trade places with the Bills essentially. Yeah, that's the Chargers. Or the Not Dolphins. just the players, but like <laughs> to, ha- to have <laughs> to have quarterback, coach, GM, whole pe- like I think any owner would trade straight up. That's an amazing place to be yeah. from where we were five years ago. Well, the, the other thing is like look like look at next year. Like they, are they gonna, they can't resign Poirier, right? Are they going to resign Admins? Like what about Singletary? Like all these other players and like they got to pay Allen more money based on his contract and they get a low draft pick and like all all these things. Like, I love Bean. I love McDermott. I love what they've been doing. But, like, these thoughts go through how, your head you from time al- to time. still alive when you worry about so much shit? I have no idea. <laughs> it's out of your control, too. Almost all of it is. Everything you just mentioned, not one iota can you control. <laughs> you cannot- like Every major faith tradition or, and even, like, secular philosophy of meditation is, like, let go of things you can't control. Like that's the the key to inner peace in every everything. Yeah, that's <laughs> not gonna happen. Oh. All right. <laughs> Poor John. Yeah. Just destined to a life of stress and Yeah. I, I agree with that though. I, I, I deal with that too. Like some things stress me out. Everything that John mentioned like just gave me a little bit of stress just thinking about it. Like, John, let's just let's not worry about that next <laughs> one thing at a time. One game I know, at they're a time. still up there they're in the playoffs. I shouldn't be the worrying pl- about that. <laughs> no. Yeah. But like it but like you you're you're thinking about the window, right? Like everybody's talking about the window. You know we're, st- we're still in the window. My gotcha. window is closing. <laughs> so uh, so all right, let's do it. Let's sign off. So for John Go Bills. <laughs> for Mike it was awesome this week. Next week will be awesome, too. Go Bills. And for me, Nate, go Bills. We'll be talking to you guys next week, hopefully after a win in the divisional round of the playoffs. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Let's go, Buffalo. Bye.
you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, mate.